Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'd rather just be the guy at the beginning of the gym who just tells you what the gym is. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Pucko! Grab your friends, it's that time again! again. And welcome to the 355th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, along here with my excellent co-host, the first of which being an escaped whale from SeaWorld, the one, the only, Dr. Shamu. <laughs> Damn straight. Uh, escaped whale from SeaWorld, who then went to Berkeley and got his PhD in astrophysics so that you can go fly in the sky. Um we also have my favorite thing to hold in my hands, Basket. What's up, guys? <laughs> and as always, we're here to bring you the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, the show where we do everything, talk everything Pokemon, whether it be the Pokemon trading card game, the Pokemon video game, or even Pokemon... Oh, man, I didn't prepare for one today. Pokemon Go. Let's just do... That's an easy one. There we go. Pokemon what about, Go. What about Pokemon Wild-type? That is no... We don't talk what? about that one. <laughs> I, haven't even, I haven't even heard of this. That's actually it's a it's a fan game, Wild type. It's a Pokemon fighting game, two D scroller. So it's a it's like a it's a two D fighting game. Uh, it was before Pokemon came out. They had this game called Pokemon Wild type. You could probably go download it right now. And you probably can. Yeah, it's uh you just had a bunch of Pokemon and you did fighting stuff, fighting game things. I'm not a fighting it's game so guy. Relaxed. Yeah, it had a lot of fun Pokemon in it. And some of them actually made their way to Pokens. Yeah, because they had Gardevoir, they had Gengar. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they might have thought that, like, hey, we can capitalize on this and then just, like... Yeah. Uh, but welcome to the show, working. if you're new. Welcome back, if you're old. We really appreciate having you guys here. I know we gained a lot of people the last couple of weeks because we, we focus very heavily on competitive topics. Today is going to be a little bit different, though it's still going to be a fun show for those of you who are Pokemon fans. We aren't going to go as competitive heavy today, except during the Poke of the episode as we usually do, but we are going to be talking about some fun jobs to have in the Pokemon world, and we're going to talk about that in depth a little bit later during the topic. 
and after pokey quiz and the news and stuff like that so we are before we get there though i want to just do our normal thing and ask you what you guys been up to it's been a while since both of you were on the show by a while i mean like a month it's not that long yeah uh so (laughs) so i want to know what you guys been up to though lately how about you shamu um the only thing really has been uh the ptu podcast yeah, that just got released. What this week? Yeah, just got released this week. I need to talk about this because I forgot to talk about it last week, and so it was kind of like a soft release. So for those of yeah. you who are unaware, uh, we have launched a third podcast, but currently it is only on Patreon, so it is only exclusive to our Patreon backers. Currently, all you need is a dollar to go ahead and listen to this show. So if you have a dollar and you're willing to give us a dollar a month, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Puckle Podcast and listen to this awesome PTU show that these guys put together. Because they were playing PT and they're like, you know what? We could record this. May as well. Yeah. We're going to play anyways. Exactly. And uh, just the the forewarning, it is rated R. We do swear. We do say some bad things. Bad things do happen. This is a little bit more intense than your normal Puckle experience. If you're into tabletop, this is a way to go get it. You can go ahead and go to our Patreon and just jump on that. It will be released to the public eventually, but Patreon will always be ahead. They'll be ahead by a couple episodes at least two or three episodes something like that um maybe more we haven't quite decided we're still working out the kinks yeah we haven't decided when it's actually going to hit the public so keep your eyes out for that if you don't want to give us a dollar for an awesome ptu show so we are going to go ahead though uh, so what anything else just ptu that's pretty much it. I really haven't been doing much. Yeah, I else. know you and I have been working on some other stuff. We were just talking about stuff before this, but we'll we'll talk more about yeah. that later. Uh, what about you, Basket? What have you been up to? It's getting ready for that uh, Gen 4 Pokemon Go drop by catching all the Pokemon that got their final evolutions in Gen 4. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing the same thing. <laughs> you got to go get all the Mistrevis, you know? Got to get all the yeah. Mistrevis candies. Get all them Tangela candies. <laughs> I've noticed exactly. that they're, it looks like they're prepping for it real hard, too. But even if you just look at the raid bosses right now. Because I think Pylos finds oh, yeah. a raid boss right now. Curly is a raid boss right now. Um, Metatite for some reason, but that's different. It's shiny now. Metatite can be shiny now in Pokemon Go. I didn't know that until recently. And then uh, there's there's a lot of Gen Four ish po- or Pokemon that can evolve in Gen Four that are in this right now. I'm really upset that they didn't release Leafeon and Glaceon during Eevee Day. I felt that would have been really good. Just to like see some kid yeah. like freak out because they got a Leafeon or a Glaceon while they were like doing EV day. <laughs> I think that would have been really cool. Yeah, but, it would have been cool. And um, also, <laughs> I can't believe they just decided like, oh yeah, we'll give Eevee last resort. Yeah. <laughs> like why? Like at that point, like I because I caught so many Eevee that day, I didn't evolve a single one until it was over because yep. I did not want last resort resort and have to use TMs to take oh, yeah, it off of no. my Vaporeon. <laughs> it's awful. It's such a bad move. I've been working on a few things. Uh, I was playing a lot of my Crystal Nuzlocke recently, and I finally beat the Elite Four, but it's Pokemon Crystal, so there's a lot more left. You have yeah. to like mm-hmm. run through Kanto and have all those fun times. Crystal is <laughs> just blows my mind, because I barely remember it as a kid. I remember Gold and Silver very vividly. I spent a lot of time on Silver version as a kid. Crystal I didn't spend that much time on. And playing through Crystal again has just opened my eyes in so many ways. There's just so much going on because you have not only just like your normal gold silver experience, but you also have crazy stuff happening 
like Poliwag on like the second route after Cherry Grove City. They have like a way better Pokemon distribution minus the lack of Mareep. I'm really sad about the lack of Mareep, but they... Can you not find one in Crystal? No, Crystal made Mareep impossible to catch. It was... It was uh, how do you, how it's do you not, mean? It's not... You trade it from Gold and Silver. Oh, oh so you can't get it yeah, at no, all. Yeah, no, it's one of the it's version exclusive odd. type things. That's absolutely... It's not going to be an entirely, <laughs> like, common gen... That same generation Pokemon exclusive to, like... It's kind of... I don't know. It is odd. For a middle game, it's supposed to have everything? Uh, okay, so whenever you... So this is the first gen... Third third version of a generation. Again, yeah, that true. wasn't, like, what? a money grab, I'd say. Well, it was still a money grab. But it wasn't as much of, like, a money grab as yellow version, where it was just like, you know what? Kids really like the anime. Let's just make that a video game. And yeah. Crystal was kind of, like, the first into the entry of, hey, this is what we think the director's cut should look like. And... I mean, you can tell that there's bumps in there because, come on, Soikun is the mascot. Why would the director cut Mareep, though? That's that's a bad director. <laughs> Honestly, you're right, because Mareep is probably one of the coolest design-wise, like, Gen 2 Pokemon, in my opinion. I think so. I have to have my Bleak Pete every single time. Yep. It's, uh, I mean, Mareep is just so cool. I think that's such a good Pokemon. But I'm so sad that uh, that Mareep is is just missing from Gen. So let me see which Pokemon are missing. Um, so Vulpix isn't in Crystal. Um, let's see, Mankey's not in Crystal. Mareep is not in Crystal. For what? Neither is Girafferig. Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can take it or leave it. <laughs> and then and then there is also no Remorade. Unfortunate. Yeah, no no uh, Remorade. Sad day. But you get like a lot of other things that were version exclusive in gold and silver in in crystal version. I mean, I I guess they were just like, man, you know what? We don't need giraffe rig, and that's that's fine. We can make that cut so that you can have Gligar and Teddy Ursa. So that would be uh, that that's really cool. So that's something. But I was doing that, and then um, you I told you guys and people on the Discord, but I so I've been trying to do these like third version game nuzlocks like all in a row generation by generation and so one of the things i was like i was like man it would be really cool to be able to play them all on like the og hardware from here on out after the virtual console and uh-huh. so i have emerald and cartridge and everything and and so i decide i'm like man it'd be great to do that and i'm looking at the game boy advance and i'm just like well my adult hands are really bad at holding this game boy advance sp and there's no way i'm going back to not backlit screens um, because that was an awful experience as a child and I didn't know what I was missing out on without having a backlit screen. And and so I found I, I've been looking at this mod for a while, but I found a way to mod the original Game Boy Advance, which is much more um friendly to adult sized hands. Um, the original form factor, and I found this mod that you could do um for I mean, if you wanted to do it from scratch, you could do it for fifty bucks. Um I did it i did a little bit of extra stuff to it but um this mod is you take a game boy advance sp screen and then you shove it into a game boy advance and then you have a backlit screen it still runs on double a's it's crazy that's super awesome that that it's compatible i would have never i would have never even thought that that was possible so it's semi-compatible um (laughs) because (laughs) what does that mean (laughs) okay so so the screen 
works uh, with a different motherboard, obviously, because the Game Boy Advance SP motherboard is slightly different than the Game Boy Advance motherboard, though they have the same processor and everything in them. Uh, so the difference is the ribbon cables are different widths. They have a different number of pins on the ribbon cables. And okay. so you have to go and get a specific ribbon cable adapter that people have made in the modding scene for that Game Boy to connect it to a Game Boy Advance <laughs> SP screen. Um, okay, okay. And on top of that, I mean, there is, there is, I, I'd say this is optional. There's an optional uh, soldering that you can do of a wire from this ribbon cable to the motherboard. I found that it's not really that necessary because you can do it and then you can increase the brightness of the screen in the Game Boy Advance. And so what huh. I did was the first thing is I turned it on and I'm I'm very confident in my soldering skills, but I don't want to do any unnecessary soldering. Right. And so I turned it on. I'm like, oh, that's bright enough. And I'm perfectly fine with the brightness level it's at. Um, so I just never soldered it in. But you can solder it in and you can actually play with a potentiometer and you can like increase the brightness and the definition and stuff like that. It's a very huh. it's it's a very easy mod too. I wouldn't say it's very difficult. Um, that's cool but i also went ahead and i like bought some other stuff because i've been looking at modding a game boy advance sp for like years and just like i should do it and then i finally pulled the trigger and did it um because also it's great for the legend of zelda adventures of the four swords if you're unaware um this is a this is a gamecube game this is not pokemon yeah and then we shouldn't quit this talk but (laughs) so this is uh this is a gamecube game and it's literally built for you to play with the Game Boy Advance as the controller on the GameCube. And so the idea is you get those like GameCube to Game Boy Advance adapters and you plug them in the controller slots and you can have four of those just plugged in at the same time. And the idea is there are sections where you're all up on the screen together and you're like duking it out as different colored links. And then there's sections where you go into you go into like caves and stuff and then it pops up on the Game Boy Advance screen. And it is so hard to play without a backlight. It yep. it is just so almost impossible to play. No, I know that pain. I, yeah. I played that game way too much. When so I was a kid. part of my dream in the near future is to build like three more of them. Just mod three more so that I have like a full set of four. So I, if my friends come over, I can be like, dude, we're playing Legend of Zelda, the four swords. Nobody else has ever played this game. This properly (laughs) (laughs) i don't realize how tempted i am just to drive down there and just like play yeah no it's so much fun like when you play with somebody that's a nostalgia trip oh that game is so much fun to play and it's it's a really good party game as like a legend of zelda multiplayer experience that i didn't know i wanted because you can even there's even like a party mode with it too like you can just do mini games you guys you guys we're, we're getting too excited over Zelda. That's no, true. No. That's true. But <laughs> you'll understand one. Four day. swords. This is four swords. You get excited over this. Breath of the Wild. No, you can't get excited over that. It's too mainstream. <laughs> it's it's too new. I <laughs> four swords. Is old too many, enough that too we much retro stuff here. All right, but we'll we'll cut it off there. Um, we uh, there has been a lot of good Pokemon news this week, so we're gonna kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. It's just in. And in the news, we have so many different things going on. It's so exciting. So first of all, this is something that I didn't talk about too much last week. This is just a really strange thing to me. 
So in Japan, the Pokemon anime is switching time slots for the first time in 20 years. It's what? crazy. Yeah. So in like 1998, after the Porygon episode incident, it got changed from, I believe, like a Saturday show to a Thursday show. And it's been on Thursday for like the past 20 years. And they wow. are moving it after, I believe, the last episode to appear on a Thursday, I think, is going to be this week on the 13th. And then it's going to be, it's going to come back on Sundays, which is really weird to me. But that's, I mean, that's cool, I guess. That's something. Yeah. And they're going to be, it's just, yeah, I don't know why they're doing it. They decided to do it, I think, because they want their Sundays to be more family-friendly programming, which I guess Pokemon fits that bill. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. There's nothing crazy going on. Uh, you can finally download the uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon Sun Series rules on your 3DS if you want to play VGC 2019. Oh, God. <laughs> a lot of people are getting into it, myself included. I'm not I'm not too upset with it. I think it's a fun format to play. I don't think it's... I don't, it's not more like... It's more not... It's not the format. It's just the fact that, hey, we're making like five different... Well, it's only three, but still, it's like three different formats to deal with. And so I'm okay with it to an extent, and I talked about this with yeah. last week, and the reason I'm okay with this one in particular, the Sun Series, one, I think the Sun Series is a really good format, just in terms of nothing super overpowered because Ultra Necrozma is not in it, and... There's no there's what, no Megas, no Z moves, Yeah, much. no Megas, no Z moves. It's very fun because you get to use like Vanilla Kyogre and stuff like that. Uh, vanilla Xerneas and stuff like that. It's a, it's a really fun meta. And on top of that, we typically don't get a new VGC meta until the end of the year. So I'm kind of okay with like a meta that goes from the end of 2018 to the beginning of 2019. I like that. I don't know how I feel about it being split up twice after that, but I'm really okay with it being split up right now, at least. And I think the format right now is kind of cool. It's an interesting format in and of itself. So I'm okay with the VGC 2019. I think it would be pretty cool to uh, um, uh, to be a part to be a part of that and try out new things. And I think it'll it'll make other people um, learn more about what you can do, like with those limitations, mm-hmm. and maybe change up some like actual like VGC teams in um, in next worlds because. There's nothing yeah. like playing uh, a lower tier and finding out that, oh my gosh, this Pokemon is totally viable. It super helps out with this. Here's this team I've been working on, and it would fit great here when I was only using what everyone told me to use in this slot. I agree, kind of. I don't think, I think Alternate Crosma is in a place where there's only so much that can counter it. And... Well, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to change the world or anything like that. I'm just saying. That I think um, the people who already like experiment with other things are going to dominate, and they're going to find out these new oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pokemon, and then they're going to potentially try and shove them in. So, I to me, it wouldn't be surprising if there were uh, random Pokemon, you know, like Pachirisu from that one world. Oh yeah, I think we're going to see more of that. I think this meta let's is open for more variety. I think that's the good thing about it. It's open for more variety. But that's that's going on if you want to do that. Um, so there was supposed to be a Nintendo Direct this week, but unfortunately it, uh, there was an earthquake in Japan, so they delayed it until next week. So uh, there's word that there's probably some Let's Go news in it, but more importantly, I think we should all just hope for the best in Japan and hope that everything is okay there. Yeah, was it was it, it pretty bad or? Yeah, it, it was like a six point seven. Oh, it man. wasn't it wasn't like a small earthquake. It was pretty bad. Oh, that's 
it, I don't think it was anything like the tsunami level earthquake or anything, but right. it was it was pretty bad. So hopefully they're okay. Um, but they decided it probably wasn't a good thing to be like, hey, the day afterwards, let's talk about video games for funsies. So <laughs> they yeah. they pushed it back to next Thursday. Um, though there are some rumors about what was in it, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of those things were true. Uh, one of the big, I think the biggest one being that in the online mode, you can kind of customize your trainer to a further extent and be, instead of just being the trainer character, you could be one of the gym leaders in like your PVP battles. It sounds like, so that'd be interesting just to be like, Hey, I'm a Lieutenant Surge right now. And that's, but we can talk about that another day. Hopefully that gets revealed, uh, this next week because Koro Koro will come out probably before that direct. On top of that, uh, you can register right now for the World Championships Friendly. I know we were just talking about downloading the Sun Rules, but you can now also go play the Ultra VGC Rules, which are the ones where everything goes, and I'm sure we're going to see Alternate Krasma and probably Yvettel everywhere. Probably Yvettel. I think Yvettel is a really good mod in that format. I would be surprised if there was no Yvettel. Um, so if you want to do that, you can register for it now and the battles start next weekend, the 13th and go until the 16th and you get 50 battle points if you enter. So that's something 50 battle points. Everybody loves battle points. Yeah. You made it sound really exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's not very exciting. So if you want to go ahead and catch up on the TCG there, the newest subset is out. So this is the one I believe that's going to be, that's kind of on the same tier as generations and shining legends. They found out this was very successful yeah. and it, it is, it's very successful. Um, they, the next one's called dragon majesty, which focuses on dragon type Pokemon that just launched this week. So if you're interested in collecting those, go ahead, go to your local store. You'll be able to get that though. You were saying the Latios is not out or the Latios. It- you have to get the Latios pin collection. That's yeah. the only way you can get the packs right now. They, they were both supposed to launch, but mm-hmm. I have not seen the Latios at my store. And also, even on Pokemon Center, they don't have it. I saw that they're coming out with another one of those big boxes, too, with like the playmat and everything. Yeah, the big box. There's a couple of them coming out, too. I, the big other, box is like so the, cool. Like I, yeah. I just love those boxes. I don't know why. Yeah. I, it, it's a piece of cardboard, but I'm, I'm like a child. And I'm more excited about the thing my toys came in than the thing yeah. itself. But last year they did a really cool like polka polka ball one, and then this week this year it's a great ball, which is yeah. it's just fantastic. And like we need that for Puckle, like that's a business expense, right? Um, and oh, uh, you can try to convince us, sure. <laughs> it's a business expense. We need the we need the great ball. Um, so for the uh, because of that earthquake that I was mentioning earlier. Um, Pokemon Go, because of the last uh, event, we unlock the Moltres Day. Moltres Day was supposed to be this upcoming weekend, but un- of course, because of the earthquake in the Hokkaido region, um, they are delaying that um, indefinitely. Uh, it'll be back at some point. I'm not sure if it's still happening in the US. I assume it is, but uh, it was delayed in Japan. And uh, so also, if you're really into Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, there's going to be a CD coming out, which is good for us. Uh, It's coming out in Japan, but it's good for us in the United States because that means it'll probably be digitally available for us to download as of release. So that's really cool. You get all of the music from Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, which I'm okay with. I I don't don't think these games are going to be groundbreaking or anything. I think they're going to be interesting. And I think they have way better implications for the main series games. Like I've said week after week however i think let's go pikachu and let's go eevee uh i think the music is going to be fantastic 
because from a Pokemon fan perspective, this is the first time we've probably get officially orchestrated Pokemon music for every single route. Right now, you can go by Kanto Symphony on iTunes or wherever, and you can listen to that. And I think it's really good. Braxton Burks, that's a really good job. He also has a Johto Legends album out as well, which came out earlier this year, which is also equally great and hype. So definitely check that out if you want. Oh, also, because of Dragons Exalted, I forgot to mention this. Uh, GameStop is doing another distribution, as they do for most TCG sets. They'll actually distribute a random Pokemon, and it's going to be a shiny Poi Pole. You can go to GameStop and get your shiny Poipole from September 17th to October 7th. Uh, nothing in Europe has been announced so far, um, and, except for the UK. In the UK, it's going to be available uh, through a Trainer Club's newsletter. I'm so sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> I believe also with a shiny Poipole, they have the TCG promotion with a shiny Poipole card. Because I know I saw a mm-hmm. promo about that. Yeah, shiny Poipole is how they're pushing it right now. Um, right now, and according to the Trainer Club's newsletter, it is level 40 with Venom Drench, Nasty Plot, Poison Jab, and Dragon Pulse. So it'll just like evolve right away. Also, with it, it goes with that promotion. Mm-hmm. But uh, from September 17th to October 7th, uh, they will give out the uh, a shiny Poipo promo card. At GameStop? Like, I think it's like, yeah, with a $25 purchase or more. Oh, cool. TCG stuff. That's cool. That's what they're doing, and then next month we'll probably get their aura. Because that's how they do. Like they're or- they're organizing the TCG cards with mm-hmm. that distribution for the legendary Pokemon. Yep, I can't. I can definitely see. I think Zero Aura is going to be next month. Um, like that's the next card they're doing. October nineteenth through no- November. Oh, cool. October nineteenth through November 9th is Zero Aura. So I assume they're that's what they're going to do. I'm excited. I well, want Zero Aura. Yeah, but that's that's the only thing. But I think that's it for the well, shiny, news right now. Shiny Ganondale is pretty cool, though. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It is fantastic. The Poipool, whatever. But the Ganondale looks like a sweet bee. Yeah, it is. So that is gonna be it for the news this week. That's where we're gonna wrap everything up, except for Puckle news. I I almost I keep forgetting things. I tell you what. Uh, so we are we are doing our official uh, fall tournament. Our fall tournament for those of you guys who are new to the community, we always do four tournaments a year minimum. We'll typically throw in another one. Right now, we've been doing a draft league style league um, that is a lot of fun, but that ended recently. And I think we'll probably start it up again probably when the new year comes along, just because it's a lot of work to run it. But we'll figure yeah. it out. We'll, we'll when we know, we'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> but we are, of course looking for uh we are starting up our fourth tournament i haven't come up with prizing for it yet uh, but we will work on prizing so starting next uh, starting as soon as this show comes out you guys can go ahead and register for uh puckles underused tournament so for those of you under unaware in the smogon tier there's several tiers and we're just going to focus on underuse so you can't use any of the pokemon in the overuse used tier just things in uu so we're going to be doing a underused tournament if you're interested in joining that you can of course just hop in to uh i believe we'll have it posted in the discord server and you can just fill out a form and we'll get you signed up for it it is going to be round robin so it's going to last as long as there are people to play essentially um it's i mean swiss not round robin it's going to be swiss and then we'll have a top cut and then people will go ahead and try to win it and become champion and win a prize of something probably get something from pokemoncenter.com get something cool from pokemoncenter.com so that is it for the news though underused tournament so don't forget that 
But we are going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And on to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. This is the segment of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So, of course, that means no internet for you guys. That's a no-no. You can't look things up. You got to use what's in your heads. Uh, we've got five questions today. Uh, one, que- one point per question. However, one of these po- questions will have a bonus point. And on top of that, they have a hint they can use as a lifeline. However, if they get all of the questions correct without using the hint, they can get a another extra point for a possible total of seven points today. Last week, the ladder was reset because Scrawn hit 30 points, and this is a race for, to 30 points. So whichever co-host hits 30 points first gets to win a Pokemon plush from Pokemon Center of $20 or less in value of their choosing. So you guys, you guys are in competing. You know, you guys are going to be close to the top. Right now, Whimsicott is standing alone on the leaderboard. Yeah, but what if I don't want a plush? What if I want a... Well, you can get a gallery uh, figure for like 16 bucks. Yeah, I'll there let you, you buy anything for under $20 on PokemonCenter.com. I don't care. Just make but it from PokemonCenter.com and I'll buy it for you. But what if I want a Switch? <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you a $20 <laughs> discount. I'll give you a $20 credit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Fair enough. Uh, so that is, that, those are the, that's what you're playing for today, guys. Um, <laughs> Play for a switch, oh boy. You guys are all competing against all the rest of the co-hosts for, to see you can get to 30 points first. Of course, uh, you guys are both at zero. Whimsicott's the only one with seven points, actually, right now. She has seven points. Um, so she's the one to beat. However, you are, they, so today they are working as a team to earn these points, and they'll be answering the questions together. So if you guys are ready, though, I have the first question. I am totes ready. All right. Question number one is what Pokemon and its evolution have the same base stat total? There's only one Pokemon family in all of Pokemon that when it evolves, it doesn't change its base stat total, just its base stat distribution. Who is it? Oh, total, but not distribution. Uh, or distribution, but not total. Okay. Um. Huh. Yeah, I was like, I was like, there's one that just evolves and still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, I was trying to think. It'd be something so probably either like defensive or highly offensive that switches around. Well, I feel like well, it could be that, but it could also be something that like, um, because you know there was all those old uh, evolutions that got new ones, right? Like, yeah. um. And so maybe, maybe it's one of those ones, like one of those like overpowered. Oh, 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 uh, Scyther and Scizor. That actually might be right. I think it is because well, and I'm I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm basing this off of Little Cup. Because <laughs> Scyther still had its defenses don't go down, I believe, and it doesn't have a high enough speed. Because Scyther's got like I think a hundred the speed or something like that. Is it higher? How much speed a- does Scyther has? Because it goes down like by sixty, and so, and Caesar gets like a massive defense boost as well as an att- a decent attack boost. <clears throat> so I don't know if that's exactly right. I guess Caesar, Caesar. I don't know. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, Caesar, 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 Caesar. Do it. Go. That is correct. 
It is Scyther Woo! and Scizor. They both have a base stat total of 600. So there, there you have oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah, base stat total of 600. It's nutsos, guys. It's just, uh, it's crazy. Because, or not 600, 500. My apologies. Mega Scizor has 600, but uh, they both have 500, which makes Scyther, like, ridiculous in Nintendo Official Little Cup. Because Nintendo <laughs> Official Little Cup's stupid and unbalanced. Yeah. Uh, so... But in regular little cup, like the real the real game, it's not so bad. But that is a point for you guys so far. So this next question, uh, question number two: What does the Z stand for in Z Move? There's an official answer actually in the game. It's Venus. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I, we, I've had this question before. No, you didn't, and that is I correct. I've, I've heard this. <laughs> I've heard this. That is correct. It was probably from Lydian. Uh, yeah, that's probably was. Yeah, because <laughs> Linian gave me the question, so that yeah, is okay. correct. That is uh, that is two points for you. The Z and Z move stands for Zenith. There you go. Thanks, Linian. All right, so this next question is from Scrawn. <laughs> Although this Pokemon is native to Kanto, it was impossible to catch it in the wilds of Kanto until Generation Two. Who was it? Bum bum bum. And it was only one. It's just one Pokemon, yes. One Pokemon. Okay. So so the example would be like, um, I'm going to give you one that it's not. So Farfetch'd, right? It was in the Kanto Pokedex, uh-huh. but it would people wouldn't call it a Kanto Pokemon because you could only catch it in the wild in Johto, right? And so, right. so there's a Pokemon in the Kanto decks that in Generation 1 was in the Kanto decks, but you couldn't catch it in the wild in Kanto. And then in Generation 2, you could start catching it in the wild in Kanto. Okay. okay, so, so it, must something... been, it must have been a trade Pokemon, right? Oh, wait, you or can't it? catch it in the wild? You can't catch it in the wild until Generation so you can't... 2. So does that mean you can or cannot? So you can't acquire it? No, you can't acquire it. Still... You can't no. acquire it. You just can't catch yeah, it in the wild. That's that what I'm saying. It must have been... Because you can't catch a Porygon. You can catch it in Generation 2, though, in the wild, in Kanto. Right, I oh. thought that was the question we were asking, or no. Yes, that is the question I'm asking. I wanted to, you can catch it in generation two, but you can't catch it in generation one, but you can obtain it in generation one. Right, so Oh, oh, that's a really confusing question. So well, it wouldn't no, be Porygon because he still couldn't catch it in the wild. He thought the oh god. So it's a, so it seems to me, Shamu, that it's a, that it's a trade Pokemon or one that's, that's what I'm thinking. Deal. Yeah, the traders. And, yeah, and it's something that you can um and it's th- it's throughout like red and blue and yellow. You can't catch it. Yeah, yes. Yes. Okay. Um trying to th- I'll confirm for you that it was like a trade. A, it was okay. a trade. Yes. So okay. is this like a um one one of trades that I'm thinking is like so you know how you have to trade um well, I don't know if you have to, but um, in order to get like Nidoking King and Nidoqueen, Queen, if you start a trade one way, then you can get the um, the final evolution of that trade. Um, okay. I don't know if that tra- I don't know if you can catch like the final evolution of one of those two in um, the actual game or not. Oh, cause I don't. Oh God, I am just like. Little King and Little Queen evolved via Moonstone. I'm just going to give you that one for free. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't like. I don't feel sad. (laughs) Because is this just the base of a speed, or is any single Pokemon? So, for example, it's just a God. Just a. I don't want 
It's, it's a, a dumb question. It's a Pokemon you can <laughs> trade for it, in game. No, because I'm saying, because like, now it goes to the point, oh, so can you catch it? Like, would that include Nidoking? Because that means that for that, well, we can't catch it, but what if we could? No. Mm. No, you so can catch, you can catch, you can, so it's the whole evolutionary line. Okay, that helps. Okay, okay, cool. Because you can get that. Okay, um, okay, well, okay, so what are the Pokemon that we can trade in, um, let's do that. Because I, offhand, I don't really even know what we can trade. Um, I don't remember any Gen 1 trades, really. Okay, so... Um, you traded... Oh, what about what it. about Jinx? Can you catch Jinx in the wild in, in Gen 2? I don't know. In the, in Gen 2, in, I don't know if you can catch them in Kanto. Or can you... Because I, I don't remember being able to catch them in Gen if, 1. In, the only place it would be would probably be Seafoam Islands. Um, there was all there. You can also do it. You can, you can also get a lick a tongue. Can you, can you find those and can you yeah, trade them? It's like a tongue. It is. <laughs> okay. I, that's you trade for that. And I don't remember ever seeing one in the wild. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to go with, well, well, I need but it's, you're supposed to be able to see it in, see it in the wild in gen two though. Yes. I'm pretty in sure. Canto. In Kanto. In Kanto. In gen two. I'm pretty sure it's in Kanto. Okay. Then let's go lick a tongue. That is unfortunately uh-huh. incorrect. The answer is Mr. Mime. Uh, oh, Mr. Mime. Oops. Mr. Mime. I'm double checking for you, though, because um, mm. so I'm looking at uh, what is it called? Lickitung. Where's Route 44? That's in Johto, right? You can catch them on Route 44 in Johto. You cannot catch them in uh, in uh, in uh, Kanto, though. It's one of those other Pokemon that was Gen 1 trade only, and then you could catch it in Johto later on. Oh. So, uh, but the answer is, unfortunately, Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime. All right, though. Moving on. (laughs) Next question is the bonus point question. You guys are still at two points, so you're not doing too bad. So this next point question is worth two points. If you can give me two answers, there's actually five answers to this question, but I only need two of them. Okay. So in Pokemon Sun and Moon, they programmed the Heavy Ball completely stupid. And it's actually impossible to catch a couple of the Pokemon, five of them to be exact, with a Heavy Ball in Pokemon Sun and Moon. They did fix it in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. What Pokemon could you not catch with a Heavy Ball? It was It's physically impossible to catch with a Heavy Ball. In what game? Sun and Moon? Sun and Moon. Or... Hmm. I, I don't even know how it was. Per, I don't know. I never looked into this. I don't. I have no clue. Because it's one of those things where is it was it programmed the opposite? Was it programmed? It was an accurate? oversight. It was an oversight in the in the calculation. So, so apparently they they cranked up the settings all the way up. Pretty much, okay. yeah. And it was just an oversight. And so five Pokemon got and got screwed and couldn't be. So caught we're looking for probably the, the lightest five Pokemon, pretty much. Which I'm pretty sure two five, of them are Gastly and Haunter. Uh, that wouldn't be the right because it's not just weight that the capture rate's based on. It's also based on the capture rate of the Pokemon. Oh. Oh. Oh, um, wait, so could this be Pokemon that can't be catch normally too? No, bet, you, no, you can it's... catch them normally. You can catch them you can catch all five of these normally throughout your playthrough of Sun and Moon. I oh. I bet I bet you would just based on the on the capture rate thing, I'm betting it's like it like I bet I'm pretty it's probably the tapus. What would be the I guess be, I'm okay with that. I, I really have no clue. Because because the um the capture rate on them was really low. And I remembered hearing people complaining about like they couldn't, 
they couldn't get Pokemon in the balls that they wanted, and it was they were having issues with the tapus. And I I didn't remember what ball it was, but I'm I'm just I'm just guessing that it happens to be the heavy ball because that's the question. I'm just trying so, to figure out if the heavy ball can get a lower capture rate than a beast ball. With that, because if that is true, then she, yeah, that's hundred percent accurate. Because I I have done beast ball tapus. Well, like, he's saying he's he's saying I don't, that it's it was, impossible. I'm just thinking like, can the capture rate go down that low on a pokeball? Well, Thatch is telling it was an oversight and that there was an yeah. issue, like an actual issue. So it's not we're I, not playing on the same field. Yeah. You know That's what I mean? I, I I'll agree with Top with. I really don't know. Is that I your final no answer? I remember people being super pissed. So I I'm pretty yeah. sure it could have been a different ball, but I'm pretty sure so Tapus. Yeah. That is correct. That's four of them. Yeah. Uh, so there's a fifth one. You also can't catch Beldum. Crossmo? Beldum. Oh, Beldum. Oh, get, yeah. You Beldum. can't get Beldum with a heavy ball? Yeah, you can't catch Beldum with a heavy ball That's because... ridiculous. The way the heavy ball works is unlike other Pokeballs in that it deals with subtractions and not just multiplications. So it is impossible right. to go below zero. And if you go below zero, you end up not catching the Pokemon. So if the Pokemon has a capture rate of 20 or less, which the Tapus and Beldum do, and they weigh under 220 pounds, which the Beldums and the Tapus do, you can actually not catch them in Sun and Moon. They did fix this calculation so that it bottoms out at like one or something in Pokemon Sun and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So it's not, you can catch them now, but back then you couldn't. Mm. So that that is the answer. So you guys have four points so far out of five. And as always, the last question is always a based at total question. So as or not based at total, but based at question. So I want to know out of all water type Pokemon, who has the highest defense stat? What is either hint? Because we can't cash it in. Oh, that's true. Uh, this is a dual type with ice. Oh, uh, Cloyster is maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what goes. Yeah, it's Cloyster. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is correct. It is Cloyster with a base <laughs> 180 defense. So that gives you guys five points for today. So, of course, with the yeah. trivia score, that leaves Whimsicott in first place with seven points, followed up by a tie in second place of Basket and Shamu with five. So Woo. tune in next week, guys, for the next exciting episode of Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Ciao! I'm the fluffiest Whimsicott, and I want to tell you how you can enjoy Puckle even more and make it better at the same time. First, join our Discord server. You can hang out with us and a ton of cool people, take part in our tournaments, and get all our news right out of the gate. You can also interact and keep up with us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on our subreddit. If you love live content, we're on Twitch at least twice a week with all sorts of streams, from viewer battles to shiny hunting to PTCGO. If you want to drop a little bit of your extra cash on us in exchange for cool stuff, we have both a Patreon and a Public store, so be sure to check this out. And finally, there's so much great Puckle content that we're now on two feeds. Make sure you are subscribed to both Puckle and Puckle Plus, so you don't miss out on any of our sideshows. And drop us a review while you're at it. We really appreciate your feedback. Thank you! And on to the topic. Our topic today is what job would we like in the Pokemon universe? And I think there's a lot of them that I think a lot of us would like having. I, I think, okay, so let's let's start this discussion off by saying, like, generic Pokemon trainer, not, not an answer that's allowed. Because that's fine. I, I really wouldn't even want that anyways. I feel like that is just super generic and that's a stupid answer to be like, yeah, I just want to be red and I want to be cool Pokemon trainer standing on top of a mountain. That's too much work. It's too much walking, too much travel, too many things can happen. It's too many inconsistent variables. I'd rather just be the guy at the beginning of the gym who just tells you what the gym is. 
You stand there and tell <laughs> just, just tell them what the gym is. You give them some water and then pat them on the back and have them go fight the gym. There you go. Free money. His name is Clyde. <laughs> he has a name. Okay. I don't care. And but, <laughs> that's such an odd job. Like that's a, that's a really weird job. You've got this kid. you got this. Go, go do your thing. Keep on going. Yeah. It's like, and then just like, you just have like, a, I'm just imagining he's got like, through like four or five of the like 24 pack of water bottles just stacked next to him <laughs> to be fair knowing you in person i don't know if it would be you that i would see doing this i because like i constantly like in my head canon the guy at the beginning of the gym clyde he he is bob hoskis with uh with uh sunglasses to me he, he is super mario with sunglasses on at the beginning of the gym telling me with a brooklyn accent that i got this you can't use electric-type Pokemon here. Rock-type Pokemon are immune to them, and that's not even true. Okay, it's the ground-type <laughs> that is immune to them. It just turns out that all the rock-type Pokemon in Gen 1 were also ground-types or water-type. It's fine. So, but, I mean, that's an interesting job to want. Uh, I'm surprised that somebody gets paid for that. This is <laughs> Maybe Pokemon's like a socialist society, and nobody really needs a job. I always liked the theory that um, he was the main character's dad. Like his estranged uh, father following him through, like trying to help him out. I like that a lot. Yeah. Oh, you never heard that before? No, I've never heard that. I like that a lot, oh, though. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite uh, fan theories. I'm a big fan of Clyde being the player's dad. Big fan. Yeah, like like the player the player has no idea, and Clyde doesn't tell him. He just like helps him out along his way. I like that a lot. He's just like, yeah, you got this champ in the making. Yeah. See. Yeah. You got this <laughs> champ in the. You're a champ in the making. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Gosh dang it! That's so that's so sad and depressing to think about, and, <laughs> and I think they're gonna ruin that in Let's Go. They're gonna ruin all of the headcanon in Let's Go somehow, because he's gonna be like, "Do you have a water or grass type Pokemon?" Nope. Well, get out of here and go get one of those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, get the heck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, take this water bottle. Use that. Pokemon. <laughs> like it's a little squirt bottle, you know, something you spray your cats with when they're when they're misbehaving. Yeah. <laughs> what if they did that? It's like. Pokemon, like in, in uh, Persona and some of the Shin Megami Tensei games, like they have the item that you just throw and they just deal a certain type of damage. Oh, man. oh yeah. Next what if Pokemon they did that game. in Pokemon? Like, here, you do a base like 20 power water move using this item. That would be an interesting, fun little mechanic. I would be down for that. I would be down for that being the next new mechanic. Because, like, that's the thing you could actually, like, depending on how the games work and stuff, like, you could literally just go throw a water bottle at a Pokemon. "Quote unquote," the fifth move, you know, that'd yeah. be interesting. It wouldn't be a strong. It'd be like hidden power, but like really weak. Yeah, yeah. But maybe it could be physical. You know, that'd be nice. <laughs> it <could> be <laughs> the water bottle, the the plastic of the water bottle, the water type damage. Well, not, not that, but like I don't know. I could just see it being like being like I gave my poke. It's Blastoise is holding rock. Blastoise throws rock. It's super effective to Pidgeotto. <laughs> Unburdened kicks in. Oh, he God. just, like, throws a rock. Oh, God. Unburdened would be really bad with that. <laughs> that would be horrible, actually. All right. But, I don't know. For me, I was... My my top job um, would be a Pokemon Ranger. Because that makes me think of... And this is mostly just my own headcanon. I don't actually know what they do. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, that makes me think that they're like a park ranger. So they're out there and they're protecting the Pokemon and like making sure everybody's okay, that there's no rampaging Pokemon taking out these little 10-year-olds that are, you know, 
doing whatever. That's and, actually pretty accurate to how they portray them in the Pokemon Ranger t- games and also how oh, really? they portray them in the anime and stuff like that. Yeah. The only difference is you, how good are you at spinning tops? Like that's a that's a solid question. When I was a little kid, I had uh, like three Beyblades. Oh, so, so you're qualified. That's what I mean. <laughs> I'm qualified. <laughs> That's the that's the only difference between that and anything else is that you're just not yeah. qualified. Yeah, the Pokemon Ranger. I honestly, depending on how the government works, I want to either be a gym leader or an Elite Four member. I so the government of Pokemon has always been something that befuddles me because in my <laughs> mind, like Pokemon training has to be somehow government funded, right? Because you have all of this free health care for Pokemon. That is probably not for the kids. But in the anime, it's definitely like free lodging and stuff for the kids. Uh, it was it was just nuts. It was like free. There's free lodging, free Pokemon healthcare, free all of this other stuff. And so I wonder how mu- like how socialized this is it, because maybe they're using it to train the youth to like essentially be part of an army or something like that uh, of Pokemon trainers to like use in combat against other countries or regions or something. I mean, obviously, that's not like the Pokemon spirit is to go to war. I don't think that happens. But war happens in the Pokemon universe. Uh, also, on top of that, you have the Elite Four who apparently have so much power. If you go through and you listen to a lot of the dialogue in Pokemon Red and Blue, you can actually hear people being like, when the Silphco building's taken over, they say, hey, if only the Elite Four would come and save us, right? And yeah. these, these are individuals who I feel like, it's kind of, uh, I, I don't know enough about Japan to say, I would say it's probably like a Shogun uh, type deal uh, where. Well, I, I they, actually know it totally okay. is. Um, they based it off of that. Um, mm-hmm. I think Scron was talking about it. That's probably true. Time, and I don't remember, I don't remember if it was at uh, PuckleCon or if it was like actually on the show. At some <laughs> point. I don't really remember, but he was talking about how, uh, yeah, you had, you had the Shogun and then you had his four, um, I don't remember what they were called, but it was four people that were basically like the top um, earners and like mm-hmm. people that made the most money. So his four most powerful allies would like surround him or whatever so that people would have to go through them to get through him. That's exactly what I that's what I think. And I wonder if that's how the government's working in Pokemon. And I'm OK with being an elite four member then because I'm like I'm not top dog and I'm OK with that. I don't need to be top dog. I, I'm OK <laughs> being number two dog. <laughs> you can just let and I'm get paid to like stand around and challenge 10 year olds to fights, you know, uh, 30 times as they try to grind their Pokemon levels up and they keep losing to Lance. And <laughs> I think that would be interesting. Even gym leader, I think would be cool only because you could design your own gym. Yeah. I think that's the only reason I could design my own gym because it looks like they give these people free reign. They just get free reign in the games. Like they build paths and like little traps and things to go through. Koga's is literally just a ninja den and yeah. he just like wants to catch people. And then in the anime, it's stupid. Cause like he Ash is going through the gym and then Koga just shows up and he's like, yeah, let's fight now. And it's just like, okay, this is happening, I guess. <laughs> Another one that I would want to, um, and I know they're bad guys, but I really think being part of team rock would be awesome because think about it. How stupid is everybody except for Giovanni? Do you know how much money you would make just being mildly competent and working for Team Rocket? Giovanni would freaking love you. Right? Nobody competent in the Pokemon world wants to actually do anything uh, in Team Rocket. In Gen 2, I think they're better. Like, the executives that they have are actually better. I, they they got names in Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver 
but I don't remember them off the top of my head. I know one of them's Ariana because there's a whole thing where Ariana is Silver's mom, blah, blah, blah. And Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, the, I think they're semi-competent, the executives of Team Rocket, but yeah. you never see yeah. them in Gen 1. You only see Giovanni. <clears throat> yeah. And it's, they really weren't thinking that far ahead. They were like, oh, it's a Team Rocket this, or Team Rocket Grunt, Team Rocket Grunt. No, no, no. Obviously, you just get mildly competent and you become an executive. So, like, yeah. your basket's plan is still good. Oh, no, that's still good. <laughs> <laughs> like, they didn't really do anything in Gen 1 at all with that, anyways. I, I think basket's plan is still fantastic yeah. because you can just go ahead and do whatever you yeah. want and you become head dog in Team Rocket. And you probably make you probably make a pretty good living, right? You just do yeah, all right. Totally. <laughs> uh, I'm still very confused about the people that are in Giovanni's gym. By the way, I don't understand the people who are training there and being like, "Yeah, no, your boss is definitely a gang. Like he he runs a gang." And it's just like, <laughs> "Yeah, but it's cool gym, right?" Uh, I also don't understand why he wants to run a gym. I I don't see how that they're his shell corporation essentially. I can believe that. I could see that as like a money laundering thing. Uh, the only yeah. thing is, I don't know how to sell Pokemon. I don't know where you go to sell Pokemon because there's literally free Pokemon everywhere. <laughs> like, no joke, literally free Pokemon everywhere. The coolest thing that Team Rocket did yeah, but you is gotta, you fund gotta like the Mewtwo the right thing. IVs and EVs. <laughs> they, the coolest thing that Team Rocket ever did was fund the creation of Mewtwo to some extent. I think that <laughs> is the coolest thing they did. I also think Team Rocket story i say this every time we talk about anything in the game and lore i think their story is so much better in the manga i think it makes way more sense why they do what they're doing in the manga i still i still haven't read um like i started reading um the red and blue uh mangas or whatever um but i never got like very far in them you should read um, them. and they're a good time yeah no, i know i've heard they're really good like they the manga is everything that you want pokemon to be like if you read the pokemon manga you're just like man why didn't we get more story like this and (laughs) the answer is because it gets kind of it's like it's pretty japanese in terms of like how much violence they're willing to give to their children versus the united states and right i mean that's part of it but it's literally the pokemon story you wanted also the people at the pokemon corporation at the time that the manga was written originally the red green blue manga said that Mm -hmm. that was their most accurate depiction of the pokemon universe they imagined while they were creating the game so i definitely always suggest pokemon manga to anybody and everyone at least up until emerald then after that it kind of gets shaky really yeah uh so we can i don't want to get too deep into it but um every once in a while in the pokemon manga what happens is uh what happened was they changed publishers to an extent and uh-huh. between emerald and diamond and pearl so it's still the pokemon adventures manga however it's um they no longer connect the stories as well like up until emerald everything from red green blue matters like no oh, joke cool. yeah it like it plays a role somewhat that red green blue happened it's just nuts how intertwined it is it's really cool. And then Emerald's like this really big send off with like everything. And they do all come back to an extent in the Heartgold Soul Silver manga. But uh, I digress. Other Pokemon jobs. Are there any other jobs that you would like, Shamu, in the Pokemon universe? Uh, I guess uh, the person who ever teaches you to catch your first Pokemon. Because it's like the same thing as before. Just I don't like, think that's a job. Hey. Well, it, it, it can be. 
What does it say it is? It can't. I don't think so. I literally in every game, the person that does it is just like a random Pokemon trainer. Um, in the first generation, the guy who does it is just a drunk guy who is really sorry for trying to like for is really sorry for being mad at you um, and blocking your way um, because he he was drunk and so he's just like, hey, don't tell people. I'll show you how to catch Pokemon instead. Um, and then. <laughs> And then in second gen, it's just a guy that's like sitting out in the grass who's already a Pokemon trainer, and he shows you how to do it only if you want. That's the thing we're missing in Pokemon games now, by the way. The gen two, like, hey, do you want me to teach you to uh, catch Pokemon? And then you select no, and then you can just keep playing the game. Yeah. That's what we need. We need a tutorial skip. Yeah, because they they have forced me to learn how to catch Pokemon in both gen six and gen seven now. They, yeah. um, like really bad also one of them was shauna that taught you how to catch a pokemon the other one was like um i forget who taught you how to catch pokemon in gen 7 i think it was kukui or something it wasn't anybody it wasn't anybody who who had that job to do it i mean if you wanted to, if you really wanted the pokemon job like that i'd say pokemon professor that's what you want to do because you can just obviously you can just make a 10 year old your research assistant and you all you have to do is and you get <laughs> you make all the work for you and then you just discredit them that's how grad school works so i have a theory right because based off what shimu said so far he wants to do as little work possible for as much gain (laughs) why wouldn't you you? so so what it seems like to me is shimu wants to be uh (laughs) he wants to be one of those uh random trainers that hangs out on a route Ah. that just like with like like goes to the start of a route with like a level 35 middle king and just like just destroys there. every little kid that walks like past we him. can't be a generic pokemon trainer that's the thing we can't be that well uh, when you said generic that's pokemon not generic trainer, that's just not, originally... no 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 that th- th- i'm talking about the good ones you're not a good one at that point you're just a kid standing oh. in the corner with a level 35 middle king walks up to you with a level three centret they're hoping to like grind some levels with <laughs> and you're just like nope nope <laughs> stop middle king you just use body slam and then it freaks out oh man <laughs> i always thought it would be nice to be one of the people that runs a flower shop in the pokemon like have you noticed there's like a disproportionate amount of people in terms of occupations in pokemon that run flower shops like a disproportionate number of flower shops in Pokemon compared to the number of people there, right? Like here in the United States, there's probably like one flower shop per, I don't know, million people or 100,000 people, let's say. In, yeah. in Pokemon, it's definitely like one flower shop per like 200 people. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's switch it up a little bit and do ones we definitely wouldn't want. Like I would not want to be a, uh, um, <laughs> a bicycle trader because um, everybody, <laughs> everybody gets free bikes. <laughs> like, like where's where's your bottom line <laughs> you can't even in in the beginning gens or uh um not even the beginning gens but the uh, in uh any like, gens uh, uh, yeah any gem gen you you cannot like the maximum amount of money is lower than the, the cost of a bike so they're just like way overpriced so the guy just has to freaking give them out <laughs> also why are your bikes so expensive okay <laughs> Why are your bikes so expensive? You way overestimated the market. <laughs> well, so even if you consider the price of the Poke Dollar to be similar to that of the yen, right? So yeah. roughly one yen is a cent, right? Roughly. This isn't true, mm-hmm. but roughly. 
let's say that. So the bicycle in Gen 1 is a million Poké Dollars. Like one million. So if we convert that to yen or from to yen to dollars, right? So one million yen to dollars is still like ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Right? So like what bike is worth ten thousand dollars? Like, especially as a kid, a ten year old, you don't need a ten thousand dollar foldable bike. Okay? <laughs> I assume it's foldable because it just disappears when you get off of it. And <laughs> Like, well, back in the day, that was what 1990, like 1995, whatever. Like, yeah, no, there was still. I was alive then. There was no bike worth ten thousand dollars. Well, there are foldable bikes though, because they there could be were to, ever like, since like the seventies. Oh, okay, I don't know. Holy crap! Holy crap! I just had an epiphany. That is Giovanni's shell company. <laughs> that is his shell company. It's got to be. He overprices the bikes. 100% beyond anybody would nor would actually pay for them and then hands them out and then says that he makes a killing on these bikes. Oh god, you're right. Um <laughs> the only one that doesn't make the, the the difference is I know in Gen 2 the way they get by it is they say they're giving you the bike because you want they're getting free advertising for it, which is fair. And then they call you up on the phone and they say, "Hey, you, my sales have gone up because you're riding the bike." Right? Right. Yeah. Um, that that's fair. Uh, Gen three, I think, is a similar situation. They're like, "Hey, you can try out this bike, and then hopefully it gets better." And then the same thing happens. Gen four, I'm not exactly sure what happens or how you get the bike. Well, I mean, and, they can't just say, "Oh, well, okay, kid, how about you just have this?" If it's a shell company, they have to have like you know a reason why they're giving it to someone. That's true. That's a pretty that's true reason. I mean, and it's pretty easy to make up because even true. if you're ten, like yeah, you'd be stoked, but you might be thinking like. Uh, my mom told me never to take candy from strangers, you know, like, <laughs> so there's got So, you know, if you're a reasonably smart kid, you got, you know, there has to be some reason why this guy's giving you this sweet bike. So there was a ridiculously stupid movie back in the 1990s or early 2000s. I forget when it came out. It was called blank check. And so what the premise is, there's a, there's a money laundering issue. Uh, there's a bunch of people trying to money launder. Uh-huh. This company is trying to money launder through this like juice company or something, and this kid goes in there to like buy some juice or something. I forget what it was, and the 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 guys that are trying to set up the business to launder their money through them, um, come out and like accidentally break his bike, and they the guy's in a hurry to leave, and so he just hands the kid a blank check, for Mm -hmm. to go buy a new bike, right? And the kid, because this is a kids movie, obviously. It's just like, oh, 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 what if I write down a million dollars on this check? Right? <laughs> and because it's a drug company, they have a million dollars in the bank. Right. Yeah. And so he gets the money. <laughs> um, so that's just that's just an aside. Uh, blank check. Go watch it if you want to watch something ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely stupid. The kid like pretends that his dad is like the guy is uh, his, his last name is Macintosh and people believe he worked for Apple or something. It was, uh, it was, it was completely absurd. So that is, uh, that is, that is all. Um, I think a a job that I wouldn't want in the Pokemon universe, I think there's a lot of them, like anything that doesn't have to do with Pokemon. Like you see the guys who are just like carrying boxes around and stuff, or even just a sailor. I don't want to be any of those. I have no desire (laughs) because those are, those are real world jobs. Why would I want a real world job? 
I, wanna... I think honestly one of the worst ones too would be like a nurse. Yeah. Like Nurse Joy. You gotta deal with every single trainer's dying Pokemon. With a smile <laughs> like... on your face. Yeah. And then you get your revenge by saying, I hope to see you again. And... Dude, uh, yes. Dude, I think it's probably all sarcastic. Holy to be crap. It's probably sarcastic, I... like, hope to see you again. <laughs> I don't want to deal with your goddamn Pokemon. <laughs> ever since I was a little kid, ever since I was a little kid and I heard that, I was just like, what? Like, why do you want to see me again? Like, <laughs> yeah. why would you ever want this to happen again? <laughs> you don't want my Pokemon to die. <laughs> And yeah, exactly. I think that's, I think that's deal with this. but like, I'm going to wrap it up here. But if you want to email in next week, what Pokemon job would you like slash wouldn't like uh, send that into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. I'll remind you guys at the end of the show, uh, but we are going to take a short break here, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. <laughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 776, Turtonator, the Blast Turtle Pokemon. It gushes fire and poisonous gases from its nostrils. Its dung is an explosive substance and can be put to various uses. That also oh, yeah. that has explosive diarrhea. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> I imagine it's just like a bombardier beetle. <laughs> If it has diarrhea, it's just a bombardier beetle. <laughs> oh, God. Turtonator is literally just... The, they were like, man, we're tired of just making water turtles. So here's a fire turtle. Fire <laughs> dragon like, turtle on top of that. That's like a landmine turtle. He also has the exclusive move in Shell Trap, which is just like, hey, don't touch me or I'm going to blow up. Uh, so that's that's interesting. The problem with Turtonator is yeah. he's PU, and I honestly yeah. understand why. Um, yeah, you got the highest defense of all dragons, but that's about it. He's yeah, he's got a high defense. Uh, I don't even know if that's true. It is. Is it okay? High defense of all dragons. It's in this uh, trivia. Okay, well that's not anything. He's got one thirty-five. Wait, is that is that actually accurate? Yeah, it is one thirty-five. Uh, base sixty. No, no, HP. that's actually accurate for the highest defense. Yeah, that's why stat. I thought that couldn't be real, right? Because like, what about gonna... Dialga? I think they all got like 120 or 110. Okay. I'm not looking to it. I'm looking uh, in right now. Yeah, so it's got one se- or 78 attack, 135 special defense, 91 special attack, 85 special defense, and 36 speed. So like it's got that good defense stat, but the HP doesn't really back it up. Base 60 HP is bleh. But it does find its way into PU in, mm. I mean, some interesting ways. I mean, it gets a Z move because it's bulky anyway, so you can kind of just run a Z move for funsies. And you can also... He gets Shell Smash. I forgot about this. He gets Shell Smash. So yeah. you can just it like, is smash. Accurate. Oh, I, I'm i amazed, actually. Yeah, the uh, second highest is uh, Salamence with... one Mega Salamence with 130. Yeah. Yeah, he gets so. Shell Smash. Uh, you can use Fire Blast, Shell Smash, Draco, Dragon Pulse, because his move pool isn't that deep. Uh, he doesn't get Charge Beam if you want some electric coverage. Not or Shockwave. Yeah. Um, he also yeah, randomly gets Venoshock. The Venoshock is not bad for it, just yes, it for is. berry coverage. He does also, well, if I would, instead of Venoshock, he does get Flash Cannon. Oh, so okay, Flash Cannon. Run Flash Cannon. Flash also, break. in PU, uh, there aren't a lot of fairy types floating around down there. <clears throat> so I wouldn't actually yeah. worry about fairy types too much in PU. Well, there also deals with Steel type, or Rock types, my bad. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, but dragon's gonna be neutral to that anyway, and you get stabbed from that, and you could do so Dragonium Z shell smash, and you could just destroy anything. That's like a you're nuke still button. Weak to rock. No, you're weak to rock. Yeah, but you just shell smashed, and you have Dragonium Z with Draco Meteor. Well, oh, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. That's, I'm talking about the context of using it properly. That's what I'm talking about because I mean that's a, that's a nuke button just hitting Dragonium Z at plus yeah. two. And just wiping something off the face of the earth. And he's bulky enough that he would survive. Uh, he would survive to get the shell smash off. Because he's super slow, but with a plus two speed, he'd be able to outrun a lot of stuff. Is it his, is it his HP that like keeps that him... And his typing, I think. Because Fire Dragon isn't that great. It's just yeah. not that great. Because it's, yeah. he gets, first of all, he gets stealth rock damage, which isn't great. Um, on top of that, his move pool, like I just said, wasn't very deep. You get flash cannon, Veno shock, and charge beam outside of fire and dragon type stabs. You get a lot better physical moves than special. Yeah, and his attack isn't that great. Uh, his, yeah. I mean, thirty six speed also kills you. I mean, yeah, he's not he's not Ferrothorn, which has arguably one of the best defensive typings in the game. Um, which is grass grass uh, steel, and. I mean, Ferrothorn does really well because it has really high stats to go with that typing, and a steel typing goes very far in terms of defensive capabilities. So he just doesn't get that because he's he's fire dragon type, which are two very offensive types trying to play a defensive role. And I think that's why he gets kicked down there. But he, you can smash for fun. You can shell smash for fun. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you want to use him on teams, I think you get a lot of benefit from setting up screens. I think Meowstic is down yeah. there, so you can set up screens. Um, and you then you could also um, you could also use like Doug Trio or Skunk Tank because Memento it can help weaken your opponents and let you get a free shell smash off. Uh, once you do that, though, you can just start playing for funsies. The only thing you have to watch yeah. out for, like I, like Shamu was mentioning, is rock types, ground and rock types. I would say those are the two you really need yeah. to watch out for. Um, Gastrodon and Torterra are kind of scaryish for it. I'm also not a fan of its um, ability. Like, I would prefer Sturdy on it. It's, yeah, it's, what's his ability? It's it's the shell armor. It's all it shell, yeah. That's garbage ability. I mean, he doesn't even it's get two even, abilities. It, it, that's really sad. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's it just prevents crits, and that's that's not good. I mean, if he had another one, if he had yeah, like if he had Sturdy, I think that would be really good. Yeah, if they just gave him at least two more abilities, like a normal, psychic like normal, and then a hidden, it at least makes them things a bit more interesting. I think they but, leave that kind of stuff hidden, though, because then in Gen 8, they can actually do something exciting with Tur- Turtonator then. Yeah, they can. Right? Yeah, they can the option, too. Because hidden abilities being introduced and changing abilities and adding abilities has been a way that they revitalize a lot of old Pokemon. And you can see stuff being used a lot more than you did previously. Like, who before Gen 7 would have been like, man, Pelipper will be a scary Pokemon one day. Or 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 would have ever used Persian. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're adding these abilities, the hidden abilities. I, I know they changed an ability for Drizzle to get that on Pelipper. Same with Torkoal and Drought. They changed abilities for that. But I think that's also just, I don't know. I think that's how Pokemon kind of keeps things fresh. And I think it's a way other than base power creeping that they've been doing, where they're just like, hey, you could use an extra 10 base points in this stat. I think this has been a good way that they've handled it. It's just by giving new abilities to breathe fresh air into a Pokemon. We'll see, though. They'll probably screw it up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably screw it up. I don't know how, but they will. But Turtonator, I mean, he's all right. He's not great. I don't know if he has a good TCG card. Probably not. But he has 
Does he have a GX? Oh yeah, Terminator GX is actually used. Well, it was used in uh, the Volcanion decks, which are no longer yeah. a thing. But you could probably still use him in um, what's it called? You could probably still use him in a Ho-Oh variant or something. I think I think that's doable. <clears throat> it's probably like a one of maybe like a tech. Yeah, I would say it's a tech. It's a one of. Um, so Terminator GX, for those of you who are unaware, came in, I believe Guardians Rising, which was just a really good set in general. Guardians Rising was a fantastic set. And he has 190 HP. He's a fire type Pokemon. For a double colorless, he can do Shell Trap. So you can just throw a DCE in there. Um, and during your opponent's next turn, if this Pokemon is knocked out, put eight damage counters on the attacking Pokemon. It's like an amped up, uh, burst balloon, which is also yeah. out of the format now, which is weird to think about. Um, and then you also have Bright Flame for two fire and a colorless, which has 160, and then you discard two energy from this Pokemon. And Burning Energy is also out of the format, so that doesn't even matter anymore. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah. his GX attack is Nitro Tank GX, which allows yeah, you to attach... Yeah, this is the main reason you Yeah, this is the reason you use him. Yeah, you attach five fire energy cards from your discard pile to your Pokemon in any way you like, which was really big for Volcanion. That's really big for Volcanion. Too bad Volcanion's out of the format. Probably not too bad, actually. I'm okay with it being gone. Boo-hoo. Yeah. I'm a, it's, it was way too popular for way too long, so I don't really care. But you can go get your Turtonators and play it in Expanded. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> though there is a new Turtonator. came out in the Dragonstorm set. It's a Dragon-type. The first Dragon-type Turtonator. Uh-huh. 110 HP, 3 Fire Energy, Explosive Jet. It looks like, honestly, the picture on the card, um, I, I, I hate doing images because I try never to describe images on the podcast, but it really looks like he's about to take a poop. And, <laughs> it's about to explode which everywhere. We, yeah, which we learned explodes. Uh, but for five fire energy, or not five, for three fire energy, explosive jet, discard any amount of fire energy from this Pokemon. <clears throat> this attack does 50 damage times for each card you discarded in this way. It's a meh card. Though I could see you, I could see that working with Terminator GX. You could just swap the two of them back and forth, and uh, just keep <laughs> discarding energy. Well, I guess it would only work once because of the GX attack, but it'd be yeah, funny. Yeah, it's a GX. Uh, we'll slam out a Kiawe turn one, and then uh, go ahead and <laughs> use Terminator GX, and then maybe you've killed two two tag team Pokemon at this point, <laughs> which is another nonsense thing in itself, but. Uh, we can get there another day. <laughs> uh, he's not that great, but uh, Turtonator's uh, design also hurts my neck just looking at it because he's constantly just looking over his back. You would have thought evolution by this point would have fixed that, but it's fine. <laughs> it's whatever. Uh, he he is uh, he is a Pokemon. He can be seen as the counterpart to Drampa. Both of them are dragon types and suck. Um, <laughs> yeah, Drampa got three abilities and Turtonator didn't. Yeah, Drampa is actually not terrible, but it's also Drampa not very good. The, like, what tier is Drampa in? Let's find out. It's like, uh, it's in PU. It's in PU. Yeah. Uh, Drampa is in PU, um, but I think it's got much better coverage, personally. It oh, it 100% does. And it's got the ability to back it up. It's got the same base stats, too. Yeah. Except... But Drapa's got two actually... They kept the speed stat, and then they just, like, cycled everything, like, one position. Yeah. And that's what happened. Drapa's got two abilities for offense that... Yeah, really what the heck? Why does Zap Zipper and Berserk. Like, What's up with that? They're both really good abilities. 
Like, yeah, depending on the situation, sap zipper, but like, still, they're both better than shell armor. Yeah. What's up with like, that, Turdinator? You got what? So what's with the lack of love? That's so sad. Yeah, that was shell smash. Man, I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm so sad yeah. now for you, Turdinator. I don't understand. Yeah. Why? Eh, Man, it's all right. Turdinator doesn't look that cool. He, yeah, he's kind of bleh. I I was not impressed with him when I saw him for the first time. I'm still his not. Tail, his tail is like the most ridiculous thing. Also in PU, he's not like, he's one of the worst in PU. He's C plus rank in terms of use in like viability. Oh, wow. He's not that good. Let's look for Drampa. Drampa's probably like, man, I'm like A it's usage. Up there. Let me find out. We're going to find Drampa. that in PU. Uh, Drampa is uh, B, really. Um, bad. Uh, well, I don't think he's in the format anymore, is he? Is he's not on the viability rankings actually, which is weird. Oh no, never, there he is. He's B plus. Never mind, I found him. There you go. He's B plus. Yeah. So yeah, Drampa's already better significantly, and I understand why. <laughs> I understand why. Drampa was also fun in trick room teams in VGC for seventeen. Uh, yep. Yeah, that was it. All right, but that is going to be it for Turtonator. If you want to listen to more Pokemon nonsense, check out everything else on PucklePodcast.com and we talk more Pokemon and also come to the Discord and we talk more Pokemon there too. So we are going to kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. As always, the mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. I'm not doing it. No. Hooves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that gap in there, that nice long, like, three-second gap while you guys decide whether or not you're going to say it. And <laughs> Sorry, I was, I, was, I, was reading my, I was reading the mailbag one that I was going to read. To, <laughs> so then, I, yeah, I was late. For those of you new to the show, this is our mailbag segment, the segment of the show where we read listener emails. You can send them into PuckoPodcast at gmail.com. We typically have a prompt. Last week, I believe it was, what are your thoughts on the VGC 2019 meta? Also, uh, th- next week, if you want to email in, you can email us at PuckoPodcast at gmail.com answering, what job would you like in the Pokemon universe? Send that in to PuckoPodcast at gmail.com. But without further ado... Let's jump right into these emails. The first one is going to be from Dell, which I believe Shamu has. Yes, I do. Hello, Satchin, whoever he has. It's Dell, a rather new member of the Puckle community. This is my first email, and I and just want to say I'm a big fan of you guys and the podcast. Keep up the good work. I'm a big fan of him. Oh, boy. I know. I'm just, <laughs> I, I was just, I was just saying, because he said nice things about me. So... <laughs> For, for all listeners, just just say nice things about Satch and, and you'll go places. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. As for this week's mailbag question, my favorite singles play style is definitely offensive slash bulky offense. I always try to build teams that will keep pressuring the opponent, such as Volt Turn and setup builds or Hazards plus hard hitting teams. I agree that balance is the more chess game approach when it comes to Pokemon. I like offense because it rewards accurate prediction and hard doubles. And then, uh, P.S. I noticed that no matter what game I'm playing, be it Pokemon, sports games, or even fighting games, I always tend to be an offensive player. It's kind of a pattern. 
do that pattern follow you guys in other games as well, or is it just me? Um, I would say I, that's I, probably a thing, honestly, because yeah. no, because I tend to be more offensive in games myself. Yeah. I love I love Volturn. Volturn is my Volturn's favorite really way. To I like Volturn in my fighting games too. Uh, <laughs> I like it when I in Smash Brothers. If I could Volturn in Smash Brothers, I'd be pretty happy. Uh, oh, that would be so much fun! You land a hit, and then you just swap characters. Yeah, that would be so silly. Oh god! And just random. Oh, that'd be incredible. That would be so much fun. That would be really cool, actually. Game mode. New game. It's mode. like here we go. Yeah. Every That'd like weird minute would... it swaps characters. I think they're planning on doing something like that. I might be wrong though. They I think I think they're setting it up so that every life is a different character and you can play matches like that. Um, oh yeah. Which I think is a much more balanced way to do it than the way we're describing. But <laughs> oh, it is. But our way is we more just fun. The random mid-, mid session, you change and you can like do weird combos. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. Oh right. Uh, well, peace out, guys. Stay awesome. Catch you on the flip fi- flip side, Dell. All right. Thank you for that, Dell. So this next one is uh, from Shira. So hello, Puckles. So we lost VGC eighteen now and got a kind of strange new format, in my opinion. It kind of feels like half the toolbox we've used for the last two years has been looted, and someone, maybe some kind of jewel thief, has made off with all the sparkling mega stones and the Z crystals. The new meta for me is not that diverse from my point of view, even if they do allow two legendaries. Most teams will probably consist of Scarfed Kyogre with a fake-out user and then let the water spout spam begin. That being said, I'm finding it hard to throw some pieces together for a new team. I do like uh, that we get some usage out of the legendaries, but I su- uh, suspect to see much the same on a lot of teams, which does not make for a very interesting meta. I know they will change it up a bit along the season, so at least there's that. The third round will be quite crazy. For conversation's sake and on a dare, I have been thinking about Vaporeon and its water absorbability. Do you think it's even possible to make a viable VGC-19 team with it? Maybe with Raichu for a partner to support it with Lightning Rod? I know Gastrodon grossly outclasses it. Thoughts? And Thatch, don't just say no. Thank you for all the great podcast podcasts. All the best wishes, Shira. I think you could make Vaporeon almost work. It, I, I it, mean, so Kyogre Kyogre is going to be the central part of the Sun series. Yeah, like I can see it working. You're just going to be outclassed, as she already said. I don't agree that Scarf Kyogre is going to be the centralization of the meta. The, no, definitely not. I don't think Scarf Kyogre is the set. Uh, I think Scarf Kyogre is a really easy way to cheese yourself to 1300 on the VGC 2019 ladder. I do not think that Scarf Kyogre is the way to succeed. I think it's going to be your equivalent of the big six or chalk in terms of this meta. It's going to be something that you need to know how to play around, but you can play around it. That's the thing. You can play around it. In terms of like a Pokemon with, say... Um, I mean, you could just double protect turn one if you're worried about fake out, right? Yeah, that's the thing. And um, water absorbs exist. Water absorb, storm drain. On top of that, a lot of Pokemon actually do take a water spout <laughs> from just a regular Kyogre. I mean, if it was a primal Kyogre, that's a different question. But yeah, a, a yeah. normal Kyogre doesn't always OK with water spout. And that's something that you need to consider. On top of that, you could just fake out the Kyogre, right? <laughs> Yeah. You can, you can easily fake, fake, out, fake out Kyogre. Out 
And there's a good number yeah. of fake out users, including the Raichu. And so I don't think Choice Scarf Kyogre is going to be the way to win this meta. I think you're going to see a lot of it. I don't think it's going to be the way to win, though. And it'll be something you'll have to deal with. It's not half. It's not going to be. It's not going to be the main threat. Yes, I, I just don't think it's going to be the thing that is going to be. I don't think it's going to be standing between you and winning a premier challenge or anything else. I think it's going to be a thing that you need to get to to get to top cut. And uh, that, that's all right. I think that's okay. I think Raichu is probably the partner for it. I think Raichu is pretty viable in this meta. Especially with Kyogre, because Kyogre likes to take down other Kyogre with Thunder in the rain. And I think if you have a light, a viable Lightning Rod user in the back, like Raichu, that's a good way to do it. Also, yeah. you get the fake out pressure, like I said. So Raichu's a good and choice. And also, counters other Kyogre with Thunder itself. Yeah, and I, I think if you're too worried about this Choice Scarf Kyogre, there's definitely ways to get around it. And I would, I would encourage you to go do it. There's actually this really good VGC YouTuber who popped up real quick when VGC... 19 came out uh his name is moxie boosted i'm sure you've probably seen it because sure i know you're crazy about vgc but if other people haven't you go check him out he's really good about teaching you how to team build for this meta so i would definitely suggest that if you're interested um so yeah i don't want to get too deep into the vgc 2019 meta but i can <laughs> uh, i just don't think this is the way i i I think you can do Vaporeon. I'm not going to tell you that you can't do Vaporeon and Gastrodon's better. If you want to try to build Vaporeon, which is at least a semi-solid poke, and it's good in UU, um, so it, yeah. it's probably usable. I would just suggest probably Storm Drain, because I think that cuts out... Um, it doesn't get... Yeah. I, I, I don't know if Water Absorb cuts it out for your partner, but I know Storm Drain does. Water Absorb doesn't, no. Yeah. Storm, Storm Drain is just water-type lightning rod. Water yes. Absorb is just a singular thing. So, like, Surf will still hit your partner. Mm-hmm. Or Muddy Water will still hit your partner. But Storm Drain would say, no, all that goes to me. Yep. So, that I mean, they, I, in that in that instance, you're correct then. Uh, sure, I, I would much rather play Gastrodon. But you could try to run Vaporeon. And at least have fun with it. I mean, have fun. I mean, that's the big thing about Pokemon. Make sure you're having fun. Uh, Plus Vaporeon's super cool. I mean, it's a Pokemon. I I You're feel like I feel like the popularity of Vaporeon just it's just it kills me every time, man. It's just I'm tired of EVs, man. I'm also tired of Gen One right now. I'm just tired of Gen One. Like <laughs> since 2013, we've just been like rehashing Gen One, and Wait, I'm what, hoping what that. This? Hmm. 2013. Since 2013, we've been like on the hey Gen One's really cool hype train. I thought it was like this is, this is twenty. They said this was twenty thirteen, and I was about to question what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, no. Since uh, since X and Y came out, we've been yeah. steadily on this rehash Gen One hype train. It's been uh, go hey, here's a Kanto starter, and we made Mega Evolutions for them. Followed by hey, all the Kanto Pokemon are getting their own uh, the Alolan forms. Followed by hey, here's some heavy references about Gen One. Here's some more Gen 1 for you to think about. And I'm okay with that. Also, Pokemon Go also uh, in that time as well was just like, hey, only Gen 1. And it, I'm just tired of it. Let me as a Pokemon fan enjoy it. What I would really like to see is something on the order. In, in 2019, I'd really like to see a game that's very much like black and white, but without, uh, without 150 new Pokemon that I don't recognize. I would like to see all of our old Pokemon there sprinkled in. Um, but something with like the story quality of black and white and 
it just doesn't try to rehash the past. I just want that something that's its own thing. But of course that probably won't sell. And it'll be like when you beat the gen eight game, it'll be like, and you get to go back to Kanto. And it's just like, let's stop, please. I'm done. <laughs> but anyway, let's get to this doc Knox email. Good, good morning. Puckle. The last couple shows have talked about, talked a lot about competitive. And I'd like to know about a certain aspect. How do you feel about legendary Pokemon? Every team seems to have one. Every meta seems to revolve around which are available. Personally, I don't use them aside from general design dislike. I feel like they take away from the feeling of being a Pokemon trainer. I know it's just getting over the separation of game mechanics versus story, but I'll always choose art over math. Looking forward to the next little cup, Tourney. Fear my spiel team six. And not really that evil, Dr. Noximus. Uh, legendaries, I... Mm, okay. I, they're more like a necessary evil. A necessary evil? I don't think a lot of them are broken. And I mean, even if you look at... I, and I wouldn't agree with you that every meta it revolves yeah. around a legendary. And I, so OU definitely does. Uh, hands down, OU is Battle of Tapu Koko versus Lando T. And that, that'll agree with you. Also, Ubers is literally just legends, right? And pretty much, yeah. Uh, I would, I would say yes in those, in those two metas. Yes. Also VGC 19 right now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the entire idea is that you can bring two of them. Right. And, but if you get to like UU, UU definitely is all about Scizor. <laughs> like it's, it's the Scizor meta. Scizor is the Lando T of UU. So I, I, I think if you just go play UU, go try a meta like that, you could definitely play with six Pokemon and none of them be legendaries. I would suggest something like that. Same with RU, you could get away with that. Um, same with uh, NU and PU, you could get away with that down there too. So if you're, if you're really interested in that, I would definitely check something like that out. Also, Little Cup, absolutely. <laughs> it's a good example too. But I won't go Little Cup that. is awesome. Little Cup, best meta. It's the meta that should yeah. be more popular than it is. It's the yeah. meta that rules them all. Also, where I say you should always learn how to play Pokemon is Little Cup. I know it's stupid and you can't use Electivire, yeah. but you should just go... Well, in Little Cup, there's like three viable items. and That's pretty much what it is. It's like, there's three viable uh, items and the speed tiers are much broader in terms of like what Pokemon yeah. are and what speed. And It's like berry juice and scarfs. Berry juice, scarf, eviolite, life orb, four yeah. items, yeah. little cup, done. I I have listed Maybe every item that's Maybe ever used sash? in little cup. Uh, oh yeah, sash. Okay, so five items. You can count all of the items that are ever used in little cup though on one hand. There's like there's under yeah. It's like I, I would think under ten items total. Oh absolutely. Like, like you got the five main ones, then you got a couple other random ones. Like you might see a leftovers depending on the Pokemon. It's just, Generally, eviolite's better, but well, well, let's not get into it. The rabbit hole. I don't want to yeah, go down. It's there. just it's just simple Pokemon. That's the idea. Yeah, yeah. And, All your stuff is dumped down to like a couple things. Not like it's so much fun though. <laughs> Too bad Apom's banned. It makes me sad. Um, but that is, it is now. Yes. Uh, but I yeah. love I love playing with Diaper Bird. I love him so much. <laughs> but that is going to be it for the mailbag, guys. Like I said at the beginning of the segment, if you want to send us an email in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com, answer the question, what job would you like to have in the Pokemon universe? Once again, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Of course, if you want to keep on rolling that Puckle train, you can get that green Tauros badge that I almost forgot to give. 
Um, and I think the only one that doesn't have it is Dell. Do we want to give it to Dell? Heck yeah. Um, All yeah, right. Okay with that, yeah. Dell, you get the green Taurus badge. Woo! Okay, squeal. Let's do it. All right. No! <laughs> in the next one, guys, uh, in the in the interim, before the next episode of the Puckle Podcast, you can do so many things to keep up with Puckle and keep Pokemon in your life. First of all, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. All of those links are in the show notes and also on our website, PucklePodcast.com. Also, just search for us at Puckle Podcast on all of those formats. You'll find us. If you want more Puckle goodness in form of a podcast episode, you should check out our other feed, Puckle Plus. I believe Game Corner is coming out this week, so you can get more Puckle trivia action going in. If you just check out Game Corner, uh, or uh, the Puckle Plus, the orange Pokeball button, go click that. The link to that is in the show notes. You can also go check out our Discord, uh, with the, which has the link in the show notes. You should definitely check out the Discord. And finally... If you want to do anything else, like watch me and Jushiro play Pokemon on different formats, and maybe Shamu now that we <laughs> fixed his capture card, um, yeah, you can hopefully. check out twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast, where you can also support us by, one, donating directly to the podcast while we're there. You can all, I have a donation button that's finally hooked up for that. You can get little notifications on the stream. You can also check us out. You can also donate bits that you can get for watching ads. You can also use a free Twitch Prime subscription to subscribe to us on Twitch. Uh, if you want, if you don't want to deal with Twitch to help support the show, uh, you can check out T Public, where we have a lot of our fake products there, including Driftblim Daycare uh, as a onesie for your child. Um, uh, also, you can get a T-shirt of anything else, such as Green Tauros or even uh, even Corsola Cola. You can check those out there. Uh, or if you want to support the show more directly and maybe get access to that PTU podcast, you could go to our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/PuckoPodcast, and we'd really appreciate that. So until next time, guys, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Dr. Shamu. I'm Basket. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
As always, I would like to thank our current patrons because without them, we would not be able to do a lot of awesome stuff here at Puckle. So as always, let's just go ahead and jump in. Thanks to Viger, Jonathan, Zane, Sean, Dexio, Chris, Ryan, Michael, Rotted Mushroom, Jimmy, John, Miguel, Paul, Marcus, Laria, Andrea, Doc Knox, Mikey, Alec, the Golden Klefki, TJ, Birdkeeper Cobra, Doc McStuffles, John, Greg, Trevor, Jesse, Ozzy, Trey, Josh, Nathan, Daniel, Nick, Polini, um, oops, and Ironcaster, Dylan, Shira, Sparky, Orange, Avenger, The British Gent, Half Full Reviews, Michael, Echo, Anime Gravy, Inferno, Alex, Michael, Eric, Travis, Thomas, and Curtis. So thank you all to you for going ahead and donating to Puckle. We really appreciate it, and we hope to see you guys in the future. And if you're a $10 patron or higher, feel free. Uh, soon we will be sending out those Bosefis cards, so if you haven't gotten one yet, you will soon. So I will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.